guys? We're here with episode three of Terribly Drawn History. Today we're gonna to be talking about the American Revolution and uh, just like subsequent events after and and before, like leading up to the American Revolution. Starting with the French and the Indian Wars, I'd say that's definitely the cause, like one of the watershed moments that led to it. Yeah, one of the one of the most interesting, uh, in my opinion, one of the most interesting wars uh, fought in you know post. Uh, I want to say like in that early modern period. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but like the French and Indian Wars basically like the first world war they were fighting in what do you mean they uh they were fighting in europe uh -huh. the franco-prussian war they were fighting i don't i don't, yeah, the, I don't know much the about franco-prussian war I, be, I believe it was the franco-prussian war this uh we'll look at it right now the franco-prussian war is uh the same thing as a seven-year war but it's in europe okay so the same time that the british were fighting the french the uh the the prussians were also fighting That department. <laughs> when you look at noise, like a people will be. Yeah, there. something. <laughs> that would be cool. So, yeah, here we go. Uh, Great Britain and Prussia were fighting France, the Holy Roman Empire, Russia, Spain, Sweden. And uh, the fighting was taking place all over. They were fighting in Europe and in North America, um, in India and West Africa. And yeah, yeah, I never you know, that. like they, they rarely link up the wars, but it's, it's actually really interesting. So like all these, you know, different battles are taking place all over. But in America, it was mainly between the French uh, and several Native American tribes against the British and the American colonists. Um, Didn't, is it, weren't there Indians on the British side as well? Yeah, it's kind of like a misleading Yeah, there were several, title. there were several Indian tribes on the, uh, on the British side. Both the sides promised the Indians freedom in, in exchange yeah, for, yeah. in exchange for fighting yeah, alongside them. Didn't the British promise them land? Yeah. Massive yeah. amounts of land. In the north, yeah. So uh that that was that was one of the main causes and, and the British they fighting in North America, the British would lose uh most well, they would win in North America but in other parts the uh, they would like they would get like uneasy victories. So like at this time battles weren't really decisive yet. Okay. So like most of the time when victory, like, the whole point of fighting another army, like, of, of going to war with another country, was to beat them decently enough, slightly worse than they beat you, so that you can, like, force a peace negotiation. More to like just, a war of attrition? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's exactly what it is. To, to get just, like, a little more land, like, a little more trade routes and stuff like that. And then, like it wasn't really around Napoleon until like the long, like, like they're like in the long run. Like if we win like a bunch of, all right, if we have a bunch of like victories in like so many wars, yeah, yeah, we'll be ahead of them in the long run. Mm -hmm. okay. It was like small conflicts. Like nobody ever wanted to risk like their big, powerful, like expensive army to fight like a pitched battle where they lose like you know they had the chance of losing like three quarters of their forces. That's like so you never even you didn't say they were fighting. They weren't fighting their homelands. You said like North were, America. Yeah, they were all away. Well, yeah. I mean, at least in Europe, that Europe was like pretty close, like on the borders, because they were trying to shift the borders in Europe, but also like abroad. Okay, They're still trying to shift the borders in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so like one of the main parts is just the British build up like a massive debt trying to defend uh, for, uh, the, the colonies. The, the, yeah, colonies the colonies, yeah. And they also built up debts like fighting in their other lands. So what they did was, they um, they wanted to tax the colonies more to pay back the money. Yeah. yeah. But like the the American colonies didn't really have like that whole mercantilism that was in place. So they didn't have to like buy goods from the British. Uh, like in like you know like later on it was like mandatory that they bought goods from yeah, the British yeah, yeah, yeah. before they enjoyed like a lot of economic freedom. They were kind of like an really. extension of the British Empire. So that's why. The colonists got so mad when they started putting in regulations because they were like, okay, "You're, okay, okay, you're okay. true." You know, at first we were like part of you, 
now you're making rules for us and it's not like we We're have separate. no say in it. Mm-hmm. That's like that was the whole thing, representation without no taxation, oh, taxation without, without representation. representation. Yeah, yeah. And uh did they all right. I know how like obviously they had no voting right, but did they literally have no one even in parliament? No, nah, they didn't really didn't have any kind of say in parliament. parliament. Okay. I mean and, and like there were times where like, you know, it was still like a three month, four month journey. It could be like six, seven months if, yeah, by, yeah, by ship, depending yeah, on no, like the I winds know. and stuff like that. It was like completely reliant on that. So uh so what was the first what was the first thing that like first tax they implemented? I believe I believe it was a stamp act. Uh, which is essentially like just like sales tax. Basically yeah. like the, because they had to have the bill of sale for every kind of purchase, the, you have to have a you know a receipt. The stamp was on everything. And yeah, the stamp was on any kind of paper products. It's essentially sales tax. Yeah, like it, uh, I mean, all right, it, but it's not the same. It's not like the same percentages. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it, it was just like a solid like if the stamp is on something, it's gonna exactly. increase the price yeah, yeah, by yeah. like a dollar or two. Yeah. So that was uh, that was an, uh, one of the like first things that kind of got the people like uh, startled. They they really didn't want to have to have to deal with this, have to deal with these new taxes and stuff when they were enjoying relative economic freedom and like a lot of people in America were doing were, were doing really well. Mm-hmm. Especially like the middle class and like the merchants and stuff. Okay. And uh, so a lot of prominent people started getting involved in like, you know, kind of protesting the British, like you know, Ben Franklin, uh, like all Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Everybody you like consider a family father is yeah. <laughs> to this day. Everyone <laughs> Everyone that you consider part of the, um, yeah, it was the Stamp Act. That was the first uh, thing. It was in uh, 1765. Everybody that you consider like a founding father, that were all like these prominent, like middle, upper middle class, like mm-hmm. uh, like rich people who uh, were, were tired of what the British were doing. So that's when like certain groups like the Sons of Liberty popped up, and they were like basically what you would consider like an extremist group, but like for. Uh, independence from the British and a lot of people didn't want independence what they wanted was more along the lines of like like rights equal, just like to yeah, be equal, equal yeah. representation so that was even even up until the war actually started that the olive like, tree yeah um, what is it called what's the word the olive branch that's always the, the word they gave to the document so the olive branch what petition or something they extend the olive branch to King George they oh like, yes yes they asked for yeah, yeah they, yes they were like oh well we just want to be. We just want. Yeah, we just want to have some sort. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, not independent. No, we, we want to have some sort of rights. Yeah, we want yeah. representation. They didn't want to just be treated like every other colony in British rule, especially because a lot of them were British themselves. Um. Want to hear an interesting story? I heard. Uh, okay, I heard this in high school. I had to look it up just to make sure I didn't make it up in my head, but just to go back to like how the colonists were initially happy with the situation because they had no real like, the government wasn't interfering with them. The British government, like in New York. It was pretty laissez-faire. Like, they let yeah, them get yeah. around anything they wanted. So much so that, like, there was a, uh, a British aristocrat who was the governor of New York who was at... He would walk around the streets dressed as a woman. And, like, no one, like, really... Because he left them alone. He didn't tax them. They just, like, kept it hushed. They let him rock. Yeah, it was, like, weird. It was, like, people were, like... I would do that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just, like, they just completely ignored him, which is, like... It's just strange. I don't know. If the Blasio wore a wig, I'd be the happiest <laughs> guy in the world. And, and took, off the, took the taxes off. Yeah. No problem. Here, here's no more tolls in the tap. Here's some, here's some pumps. Uh, yeah, see, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I've never heard that. I had to look that up. I was, like, before I say that... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to make sure that's a real thing. There. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what, all right, we pull up his. For anyone who wants to look him up, his name is uh, 
Edward Hyde, the third <laughs> Earl of Hyde, Clarendon. Hyde Park. You were say David Dinkins. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the Hyde Park is named after him. Actually, probably. Right? That's isn't that a park in? Yeah, in New Hyde Park. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, that is somewhere. Uh, there, is, uh, there is a New Hyde. Park. That'd be funny though. <laughs> Uh, so right after the stamp, act. we're on the stamp. So act. yeah, after the stamp act, um, got a little off track there. Yeah, people people started to get like uh, stirred up, and then when people started to actually protest, they like that's when shit started to go down. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things was like um, the Boston massacre, and that's when like Massachusetts was almost like a staging ground because a lot of the stuff that happens during the revolution, like the protests and and like the clashes and stuff, it all happens in Massachusetts because mm-hmm. that's like the hot spot. And uh, the Boston Massacre, like, a bunch of, uh, like, patriots, or I would call them protesters at, at this time. Like, yeah, not, yeah, They're yeah. not yet patriots. Were, like, kind of antagonizing a British soldier. And the... the, the and they're, the, they're throwing, like, snowballs yeah, at them. Yeah, yeah. Rocks, some people say. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So this, the first it was snowballs, then the snowballs turned into rocks, and then, like, that's when the British soldier was backed up by his buddies, and then it, like, just started firing. And then from right there, that's when... In the newspapers, it was like British are attacking us. There, it's they're, called the Boston all, Massacre. Yeah, the Boston like, Massacre. Like, that they, that's how they painted how many it. How people yeah. died? I, I think like it was a significant amount. Four. It was probably like seven. Yeah, but like it wasn't a, like yeah, it mass, wasn't like an actual like, like, that's like, how massacre. They, that's how they took, yeah, yeah. You know, portray it. Yeah. But that's yeah, exactly. That's how it was portrayed. And then after that, that's you, when, you ever, like, sorry. You ever seen um, how's it called? Adams, the series on John Adams, because he defended those uh, soldiers. Oh, that's right. He was, he was a lawyer that defended. You guys will like that. It's a, it's a good, it's a good special. And I'm um, serious. Uh, we're talking about uh, yeah, Boston yeah, Massacre. Yeah, yeah. So, and the Stamp Act. Yeah. Right, right after the Stamp Act. Oh, yeah. so so then that's when like a lot of soldiers were sent into Brit, uh, were sent into oh, Massachusetts okay. and like the thing they recorded in there. Yeah, yeah. Houses. That that was like the intolerable acts. That's what it was like. It was mm-hmm, dubbed, mm-hmm. and so basically, uh, it was like put into law that because. The British soldiers were sent there, but, like, that's one of the main things, like, that's, uh, every time, like, I watch a history video, it's, like, all different people, they always, they call it, they call it, like, the dreaded L word, so we'll use that here, like, logistics. They've never planned to bring, like, you have to plan ahead, you know, you're bringing in, like, massive amounts of soldiers, you have to plan how to feed them, how to clothe them, like, where to get all this stuff. They didn't plan any of this, so what they did was, that's when they dropped the law that you have to feed and house the British soldiers, because they they didn't plan ahead, so they were like, "Oh, the colonists, you know, a lot of them are on our side. They'll be okay with this. Like, people love soldiers." Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it was common opinion, like everywhere, that British soldiers were like the worst people. Like, not it wasn't it, not that it was it was like a stereotype. It was the same exact thing as a stereotype. A lot of people assumed that, and they were partially right that British soldiers were like ex criminals, ex cons, and stuff. Because a lot of ex criminals and stuff their sentence would be they were forced into the British Army and the first place they were forced to go was the colonies because nobody wants to go to the colonies. Everybody wants okay. to stay in Europe near their families. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, a yeah. lot of people just considered British soldiers to be, like, criminals and stuff. So that's why people didn't want them in their house. They thought they were going to, like, you know, just, like, vandalize and fight. Even you know, so, you, yeah. you know, I mean, like... I, Still, I, you wouldn't want you it. Like people, if you like the soldier, like, I don't know, it's a burden. If it's Yeah, yeah, know, it's, it's, it's a whole other person in your house, and especially for, like... You know, people who are living kind of day-to-day, like, subsistence level, like, you know, if you're a farmer or exactly. something like that, you have enough to feed you and your kids and your and your wife, and that's it. And then, you know, and whatever. And producing nothing while they live Exactly. Also, worry just... about your family. There's another grown man living in your house. Yeah, yeah, you, know? you don't like... know what's... No, no, yeah, that's true. You don't know what's going to happen. And especially, you know, like they said, ex, you know, and then you, on exactly. top of that, you think the person's exactly. a criminal or something like it's that. Cr- that's pretty crazy. That would... 
so that that's what got that's a lot of people crazy. on the on the Patriots side, mm-hmm. and so this is when you know the Minutemen started popping up because okay. there was like more attention going on in Massachusetts. Massachusetts was on lockdown basically, like it was you know military military rule, like direct military rule. So these Minutemen started to pop up, and there were so many people who owned guns because they were on the frontier. So they had to you know defend against natives, defend against animals, defend against like you know their bandits and stuff. That was yeah, like a exactly. real thing. So. Everybody was armed, and they made these Minutemen to be ready on a minute's notice, obviously, like mm-hmm. like the name. So they were just militias in just different towns and, and cities all around the colonies. But they, they were, like, they would drill together. It wasn't just, like, they were a bunch of guys who, like, no, went yeah. out dr- You know, like, I'm sure they yeah, drank there, but yeah, it wasn't just like they had a club. Yeah, it wasn't just, like, the Minutemen it was, club. It was, like, yeah. it was kind of a militia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly it was legit. Like, it was a legitimate militia. It was, like, a private army, essentially, but they weren't paid. They were just doing it on their own yeah, time. Exactly. And um, so... Once this happened, uh, this is when, like, everything was kind of gearing up towards some kind of, like, revolution. People noticed this. So George Washington and a lot of other, like, prominent members of, the of uh, like, American high society, they mm-hmm. would start to meet. And that's when they got together and thought, like, if something were to happen with the British, like, we need to have a plan. We need to know what's going to go on and things like that. So that's when they made the Continental Congress and things like that okay. to yeah. kind of oversee what was going to happen like, the course of the colonies, because if the colonies, you know, they were very much separate entities, each state, uh, and they needed to have some kind of, like, cohesion, so that's why they formed the... It's kind of like a Congress. strange thing to... So like, it was like uh, getting their Congress ready so for, it's in place for war. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah, of yeah. going to war and then having to vote. Uh-huh, yeah. They Which were, is, it's just such a weird thing, though. Like, it's, like, one of the first times you see... Because none of these people were, like, elected... But, like, you know, you can have, like, a formal election, but they were just, like, the powerful people. or yeah, You know, yeah. like, it's, it's a weird thing. Because, like, I don't know. A lot of like systems, they were, like, the technocrats, like, Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, a lot of systems, like, the hierarchies are already, like, assembled. You yeah, know, like, yeah. in, in Europe, you know, like, you kind of have to, you'd have to break it. Here, it's, like, it was, like, that's when it was formed. Mm-hmm. Strange. They, yeah, they formed the first body, and then from that yeah, on. exactly. It was elections, but to them, like, they were just already prominent men. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's cool. And, uh, so... At this time, like, Thomas Paine was writing things like Common Sense, and previously he wrote Leviathan, and, like, Leviathan talks about how, uh, like, it talks about the, the democracy, and how democracy is better than, um... Mercantilism? It, that, yeah, the better than mercantilism, better than, like, having a king and things like that, and how a king is, like, flawed, and they can never fully have like control of the state because they're just like not powerful like one person isn't powerful enough it needs to be like an entire interlock system that's when he talks like that's what common sense goes into more common sense is the whole thing like isn't that like also like Britain is so small why should it like uh what's the word not own but rule oh, over yeah. such a large area yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense it's yeah it's it's, it was it's like a bestseller that was like a it's, very it's partially big book. that yeah it, was, it, was, it wasn't like written for it's uh, still the biggest like the best-selling book in America. It was written for like the common person. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't written as that's, like as like for philosophers or whatever. Yeah, that's why it's called like common, common sense. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because because what he was saying is it's common sense that we should be free, that mm-hmm. that we should break away from. That's when people started to get on that independent side instead of. He wasn't British. I thought he was a British guy. Yeah, uh, I believe he was. I believe he was British, or he was like an American colonist. Oh, okay. Thomas Technology. In an English American. Was an English-born so American political okay, activist. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, so he was an enlightened thinker that really influenced a lot of his ideals and John Locke's ideas. Mm-hmm. They really influenced uh, like the thinkers in the American I mean, Revolution. It's like right in like you know Declaration of Independence is life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. His natural is rights, life, liberty, and property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all. It's just all about natural rights. Like we, like, that's I was uh, I I forgot what I was watching, but that's one of the things it talks about and the difference between like our Constitution and like Britain's Constitution. In our Constitution, it's the rights are here. They're the land. The, like the, it's the Constitution gives us our rights, but the rights uh-huh. are already there. We're just like asserting them. Yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. like the British uh, Constitution basically asserts like we are the government and we give you rights. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that's why they're like, the yeah, like we have yeah. an, exactly an alienable rights, like rights that are just universal to everybody. And theirs is also focused a lot more like what the powers the government has. Whereas our constitution is like what the government shouldn't do, generally. Yeah. like what what can the government not interfere? Not do. In? Yeah, freedom of speech, and like, then the, everything else they can do. Yeah, exactly. But what we say they can't do, they can't. But the British, exactly. The British government is, this is what we can do. This is what we can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, that's when uh, Lexington and Concord, you know, like the shot heard around the world. Nobody knows who fired the first shot. Yeah, yeah. men and and British soldiers clash. And in that first instance, the British soldiers were completely massacred. They were, like, on their way back mm-hmm. to, to, like, retreating towards Massachusetts. And the uh, pockets of Minutemen kept showing up along the route that they were going. And they, they just gunned them down. But what, what a misconception is that this is what the whole war was. It wasn't like that. A lot of people think, like, the Americans that we hid in the bushes, we snuck up on them. We, you yeah, know, yeah, we yeah, hit yeah. and run tactics. It was... We, we fought a lot more pitched battles. You sound like open field. Yeah, okay. we fought a lot more battles like line fighting and things like that than than a lot, than people think we did. There were like certain divisions like Nathaniel Green and the Green Mountain Boys. Like they they fought in in the woods and things like that. But guerrilla tactics. Yeah, yeah, guerrilla tactics. First first times like really even seen. Right? Yeah, if the, Americans Americans I mean, from like a. I don't know, maybe like well, Native the, Americans. The, the English thought we were uncivilized for fighting like that. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't that so? Like you're you're fighting to the death, but you got to do it politely. Yeah, you know, it's a weird. It's a it's it's, very British, very uh, British, <laughs> very British. It's uh, it's it's you know, it goes back to the idea of like honor, and that's why people fought for honor. Like they thought okay. that you know, meeting my person face to face and and sh- you know, yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that yeah, was yeah, honorable. Yeah, but yeah, for yeah, America, yeah. like we were defending our home, also, it didn't matter to us. What they did, they thought was unhonorable, dishonorable. <laughs> Was uh, they would like kill officers, like they would like you know like oh, sw- yeah. snipe out officers yes, and generals yes. and multiple times. Exactly. There was a story of like uh, I forgot who the officer was, but he was like sniped in the gut by like an American rifleman, and he wouldn't have died, but he had like a full breakfast that morning. Okay. So like some with like just having that full breakfast like bloated his stomach up, and he was shot <laughs> and killed. Him. And America <laughs> so was one of the first uh, countries to implement like snipers and like like loot what's called like loose squadrons of soldiers to go and like do. Like special ops. Yes, yes, yes. Like not marching with three thousand yeah, soldiers, fifty-five going like, cannons. Like the like not the Marines, uh, like SEAL teams. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole the whole new idea was that you can take a group of soldiers and instead of being like, this is the battle plan, this is the overall battle plan. Do exactly this, nothing else. When you, that's when you get things like I don't know if you guys have ever heard of like the Charge of the Light Brigade or something like that. No, just so explain that, it. That's when like. Yeah, I forgot. I, I forgot which war it was exactly, but it was. Uh, I believe it was the British against the Russians. Okay. And it might have been this war. I think it was a poem too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It it, it is a poem. It's 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 a famous poem. It's very, it's very famous. So basically, the light brigade was like a, a a cavalry brigade, and through some sort of miscommunication, they were ordered to charge, 
but the officer knew like what his company was about to do was like wrong because they were about to charge into like straight up like cannons and guns like they, okay. the order was oh charge from this all out charge from this side like it's exposed but they meant the uh, like they meant the opposite direction but they were charging in the wrong direction basically through mis- miscommunication okay so they the so officer they're, they're all, could, like the like the generals gave the right order but it was like misconstrued exactly. along the way yeah he, the, the general basically said like attack over there uh-huh. That's that's actually like what he's kind of quoted as saying, and uh-huh. and then the messenger like misconstrued it, whatever. So when they charged, like the off the general the commander in charge of that like certain company knew they were wrong, but he couldn't do anything because if you say no, like you're court martialed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, they were all massacred. They like literally all of oh them God. died, and that's what like this new idea was that we can take soldiers and we can put them into battle, and we can say, all right, this is like the overall plan, but you know. Get there, how you yeah, get there. Adjust, you know, adjust. Yeah, exactly. Be able to adapt. Be able to adapt. Yeah, On so your own, without, like, having the communication line. Ex- you know, like, yeah, okay. So that's why you get, like, these, uh, that's why the soldiers were just a lot more successful. It's also still something, like, the American Army. Like, I mean, you know, they have the, pl- they have the platoon. Yeah, like, yeah. The squad, you know, like, it's very it's broken down. small segments of leadership. It's very individual, yeah. yeah. Very individualized. That's just, like, modern warfare. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. but, like, I know, sure. I know what you, no, I know what you mean. Like, it's, it's, it's very interesting just to, like, look back at. Uh, so, uh, right after this, like, you know, the American morale is boosted, we beat the British, but it really, it, it gets a lot worse, because during, during, over time, we start losing a lot more, and it, it's, uh, we get, like, we get annihilated several times, and, uh, Washington is kind of, his leadership is questioned multiple times, he had a rival, I forget exactly what the name of his, like, his rival was, but he was a rival general who was also, uh, like, Doing very fairly well in the American Revolution. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up his name now. Cornwallis. That was the that was the British the British general's Cornwallis. That's who he was like up against most of the time. Uh, tell you right now, Horatio Gates. That's who it was. Okay. So Horatio Gates was like Washington's rival, and like he was gaining a lot of favor in Congress too. So there were several times when Washington's leadership was called into question, and like they were like, oh, let's let's go with Horatio Gates, but. Like, Washington, time after time, would, like, clutch and pull through. And, uh, you know, especially at, like, Valley Forge, like, halfway through the war. Mm-hmm. The, the Americans are camped out for winter. They're starving. They have, like, no supplies. People are deserting. But Washington, like, he had such a character about him. And I don't know if it's part of, like, kind of, like, the myth created after or if it, like, really was that time. But he really was a leader. And he was, you know, the yeah, people yeah, trusted yeah. him. There's, like, there's a reason they decided to give him the presidency. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. He wasn't, he wasn't, like... A lot of people, there's a lot of critics of, like, a lot of revisionist history is, like, kind of critiquing Washington, but I still think that, you know, he might have had his mistakes, but he still kind of held, 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 held the, the army together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he offered uh, a like big thing from England? If he, if didn't England tell him they'd make him, they'd give him so much of something? If he, if he betrayed them, out. right? Yeah. yeah if he oh, oh if he, yeah, 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 because he, he was a British general prior, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Am I... Um, am I wrong? The presidency, like, didn't they offer that him for life? Like, they the they Congress, offered him to be king. 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 They wanted oh, him to be king. Yeah, but the America king. said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he turned it down. Yeah, because, yeah, so... Uh, and then King George was like, that is, like, the most honorable man I've yeah. ever met or heard of or whatever. What, well, that's, that's another problem. I didn't even... I forgot to even talk about that. Is king George was off his fucking rocker <laughs> during the entire revolution. Like, he... Like, as... 
he kept finding out that the the Americans were winning, he would literally go like slightly more insane. And a lot of people say it was like due to the makeup because it had like mercury and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so just, just like something like, uh, that Queen lot, Elizabeth. Yeah, or, yeah. Um, yeah, Queen Elizabeth, yeah, 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 Queen Elizabeth was part of the royal family, yeah, and they were all insane. In, exactly, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all you know incest Inbred, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but uh, he would like progressively go insane like th- through the war, and then after the war, they say like he was never the same. Like he completely went crazy. Okay, and uh, so you know the. Even though Washington's leadership was called into question, he eventually held his men through Valley Forge. But they bring in the French guy. They bring in... Um, yes, uh, Marquez de, de Lafayette. Yeah, exactly. And he... he that's, that's after he like the battle. He brought order. I've heard, like... He, like, he like set up, like, the latrine, latrines have to be here. You know, like, yeah. he, like, brought order to the camp. He he was... He came in right after the Battle of Saratoga, which okay. is, like, right around the time of Valley Forge. Uh-huh. Is when Marquez de Laf- Lafayette came in. Because the, the French were questioning whether or not joining, because they hated the British. Like, and... But once the Battle of Saratoga, they were like, all right, it's worth it. Let's get involved. So they get involved, and the Marquez de Lafayette, like you said, he comes to Valley Forge, and he, he drills the men. And uh, he he was kind of borrowing off, like, the French doctrine, which borrowed off the Prussian doctrine. And at the time, the Prussian doctrine was, like, the best military that you could possibly get. Okay. And uh, so they, they followed that, and that's when the American army, like, really, really started to improve. And they were even getting, like, money and aid from Spain. Even though Spain never outwardly declared war, they would still... Uh, join them. Oh, what is this guy's name? Uh, this guy. He Where? no, he's an American. Okay. He got he got a boat right when the war started. He got on a boat, got like a crew, sailed all the way to Britain, and just kept invading port towns. Kept invading port towns and like like sacking British ships. Like he he he. That was when the first American for the, story. the first American flag was recorded. Was was oh, uh, on his ship? Yes, yeah, because okay. he he, he went into I believe it was a Dutch bay, like a Dutch port. And uh, if you're not flying a flag, they assume that you're a pirate. But the Dutch hated the British too, so they like were like, all right, let's just make you a flag real quick. And he told them like what he thought. William the Driver. Was, yes, him? yeah, yeah, I believe so. And, oh no, 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 oh no, 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 <laughs> completely misled you. Coined the phrase "Old Glory," took the U.S. flag around the world, 1831. No, no, no. what's this guy's <laughs> name? Uh. So he designed the first flag? Yeah. What the hell? Okay. John Paul Jones, that's his name. It's just such, that like, that's such a, f- yeah, such a barbaric name. Uh, but yeah, he's he's the one who did that. I, just, I thought that was crazy. Um, I'm assuming John Paul Jones was white. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, what do you mean? Like that name? Oh my god! Oh yeah, John yeah, Paul Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three first names. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, anyways. So yeah, we got into uh, Washington as commander, symbolic victories and actual victories. So uh, a lot of a lot of things like um like when when Washington crosses the the Delaware River, that was like something that you consider like a symbolic victory. Uh, like when they got across, like not that many men made it across. Like it was really only him and like a couple people, but they caught the German mercenaries by surprise, which the British had, uh, had hired. And like the German mercenaries were considered like some of the best of the best. So when mm-hmm. the Americans mm-hmm. not only surprised them, but beat them because they crossed the river on Christmas, that was yesterday. And like, that's a big German holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were able to beat them and that was like a big boost to the American morale. And things like that is a really good the Christmas tree, by the way. Sorry, fun what, fact. What happened? Christmas tree. It originated in Germany. Oh, really? Pretty sure, yeah. Oh. Oh, tan Fun fact. Um, it's Christmas so, time, I don't know. So after that, the Americans won the war, Battle of, Sar- Battle of Yorktown, uh, the French blocked the British ships. 
uh, and General Cornwallis is forced to forced to surrender mm-hmm. to the American cannons because they're bombarding the town. And uh, when they go to surrender, he sends his officer with his sword. Cornwallis gives his sword to his officer because he didn't want to surrender to Washington in person. Washington didn't accept it until Cornwallis came out. <laughs> and then, you know, they surrender. Cornwallis goes back. The Americans win. Uh, and then the question is, you know, Washington resigns, goes away. And the question is, like, what do we do now? Well, like, how, what what kind of system do we set up? And then that's when we get the Articles of Confederation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we get, like, get a very, very weak central government and, and very powerful state government. Yeah. And over time, this is kind of, like, viewed upon unfavorably by some of the states. They, I mean, what's the what's the first one? Is it Shays Rebellion? Shays Rebellion really yeah, falls apart because uh, the, the veterans from the war who wanted to get paid or something. The, what was it? I think it or was they're that farm, they're, they're farmers. They're farmers. They were farmers, and, and the, like it was because they were taxing whiskey. Okay. Yeah. The, or the or my, I don't know if Shays Rebellion is the same thing as a whiskey rebellion, but. Well, Shays Rebellion. Oh, yeah, so it was a protest against economic and civil rights injustices. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the federal government couldn't even squash the rebellion because they couldn't get troops to... They would, go, they would go down to the courthouse and just stop the proceedings for foreclosure, like the farmers. Like, that's what... I'm, like, 99% sure that's what uh, Shays' Rebellion was. They would, like, go to the courthouse, lo- like, block the courthouse, and they couldn't get anyone to, like, do the proceedings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, they had, yeah, and they had to set. They couldn't send in troops though, because there was no like the Continental Army. Like, wasn't it was going to pay for it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they, they, they didn't know that they had to implement taxes yet, and since mm-hmm. the states were so powerful, they couldn't. And that's when uh, it's it said like George Washington and came back after Shays' Rebellion, because that's when they wanted to like have the Constitution be made, and they wanted to kind of put together this stronger central government, and uh, and like kind of weaken the states' rights so that. The central government was able to like take care of things like this and the states at the time had a lot of autonomy so that's why they had to limit things like that's why they gave the central government the power of like limiting currency in between states dealing with foreign relations and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i'm pretty sure like uh there were times when the, the different states were like supported by different countries in europe and uh basically all that eventually led to the civil war yeah yeah and then they didn't talk about slavery. that was one of the big things they didn't talk about slave thomas jefferson didn't want to write about slavery. He didn't believe, he, he didn't like, even though he had a slave, mm-hmm. he didn't, he thought that slavery was inhumane. And he, instead of putting that, about, like, some article about slavery in the Constitution, he thought that it would be too controversial, so he kept it out. And then they decided to talk about it in 20 years. And then every time they would just, like, push it off, push it off. And that's where you get the tensions that lead up to the Civil War. And uh, from from the Constitution, you get really this the, the debate that continues to this day of, you know, is the federal government, what powers does the federal government have? What powers should they have? What powers should the states have? Should the states have more rights? Should the federal government have more rights? Mm-hmm. And that's just an ongoing issue that still separates American politics to this day. Uh, like, if you look at whatever party, whatever it is, at the end of the day, it comes down to, like, is it more states' rights or more federal government? And, uh, and also, like, how to interpret, should, or should you even interpret the, cons- interpret the, inter- the Constitution at all? Is it just a document you know, like read word for word? Or? Yeah, exactly. That was a big debate between Hamilton and, uh, and Madison, James Madison and Hamilton. Uh, I think you should just take it as it's written. Yeah, no. Why write it? Exactly. Or, like, and if you want to change it, have Congress change it. It shouldn't be 
judges deciding. Not like a, to change something it has to be like a two thirds. Exactly. Majority. No, I'm just saying. But like, like if it, if it's that, you know, like you need it that much, you know. I think people, over time, keep trying to reinterpret the Constitution and bend it like a lawyer it was to whichever direction they want it to go in. Yeah. It was Jefferson versus Hamilton. That was the states. The states. The, like, should the Constitution... Jefferson versus Hamilton is like the age-old thing of the Constitution. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also Hamilton wanted like the federal... The national... Like, the federal the, bank, the bank, right? The yeah, central yeah. banking. Jefferson was anti yeah, that. That's why the capital... It used to be... Was it proposed... It was proposed to be like New York City. Or yeah. was, No, it was New York City. It was New York City. And it got moved because Jefferson's like it's way too close to the banks. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, just on the last note... Last thing we'll close off with. Oh no! Yeah. I want. I, I want to think. All right, go ahead, go ahead. That's what talking about. We're talking about the Constitution. Also, like I think an interesting story is uh, with Judge John Marshall. He uh, did something where like he he invoked something called uh the writ of mandamus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which was like giving him power. It's yeah, it's some like ancient common law British thing. He like he invoked it, and then he had to be shot down or something. Something happened where like, the court had to overrule and say no, the writ of mandamus is wrong. And then by doing that, it's kind of gave the court more power to be able to overturn laws and say that laws are unconstitutional. It's like a whole, it's like, so, yeah. he's like, he's like playing chess on three levels and they didn't even see it coming. That's why it's always a higher court, a higher court. Yeah. They always get the say. It's. And the worst part is, if you think about it, the court system, uh-huh. nobody's elected. Some people, I mean. Who's elected to be a judge? Judges are elected. In little towns. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. all your federal judges, all your city no, and state appoint, judges, yeah. they're all appointed. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, you know, whoever appoints, you kind of, he's in your mindset of how you want him, like his type of decisions. So it kind of always balances to that side, which is why I think there should be elections for everything. Mm-hmm. That's the way that people get to speak the most. I, don't, I also don't, the reason I don't believe the court should be able to like change laws though is because you have nine people deciding now. And, like, the whole argument is, like, well, those nine people are appointed by people you elected. I was like, well, why don't I just have the people who I elected make that decision? Yeah, yeah. Instead of and those nine people just make sure it's adhered to. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, you know? Let's say you elect a president that's a total liar and says, I'm going to do A, B, and C. And then all of a sudden it comes to the Supreme Court and he does X, Y, Z. So you have to. You should always have elections for everything because you can't take anyone's word for it anymore, mm-hmm. basically. So everything should be elected. Yeah. And what was the last thing you wanted? Uh, I just wanted to close out on that. Before Washington left, he, one of the last things he said was that there shouldn't be any political parties. Or Amen standing to armies. that. Yeah. Yeah. You should run on a name, not a party. And yeah. No political parties and no getting involved in Europe. And we did so well with that. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good night.